Well, I think the biggest thing is that... So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Which rolls us really nicely into our third topic, which is should've, could've, would've. And I'll add to it. Well, yeah, I I had one in particular, but there's also a second one. But the first one is that when I was in college, um, I I was an avid skier. And at a time when I just graduated, Telluride was still not what Telluride is today. And there were several land acquisitions where all of the gondola and everything was going to take off. And it wasn't at that point in time, but I had an opportunity to buy a piece of land right at the base of where everything was happening at a very fair price. But for me as a young graduate, I was like, oh my God, I can't do that. That was probably my biggest shoulda, coulda, woulda, but I've had a couple of others where I had opportunities to buy some properties at a good price. I knew they were going to have a good return. They didn't have quite the amount of data available that they should have had. And so, you know, it was kind of like, well, you should have more data. Well, yeah, but it's still a good deal. And if you could turn it in three years and make a million or two, do you need all that data? Yeah. But here's what I'll say. And it's funny because I just had this conversation yesterday with a few friends of mine, as we were talking real estate, we were masterminding. Hindsight is always 2020. Oh yeah. Right. Um, I have a few of these stories myself, not, not too far long ago, I was looking at a few condos and a few townhouses and I, I don't like condos and townhouses personally, as far as investments go and like how I acquire properties, but there's a lot of them down here in Southeast Florida. Um, for, and I was looking for a house like for myself, for our family, which I knew like it didn't really fit the needs. But as an investor, if I just put my investor hat on and said, hey, I'm just going to put my investor hat on. Maybe I'll be here for a year or two. I'll suck it up, which that's what I should have, could have, would have done on this. Probably would have made 100, 150 grand in the last six to 12 months on this on this property easily because you cannot touch anything in that neighborhood for really under like 450, 500K um, with your eyes closed, right? And... I said when we opened up is that I'm not an emotional investor, but I also want to make sure that happy wife, happy life comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Having two kids, second story, um, having a dog, it was just a pure inconvenience and it just didn't fit our needs. Um, But what I'm learning is not only hindsight 2020 is that you have to stay objective when it comes to this business. If the numbers make sense, whether it fits your need exactly how you envisioned it or not, it is worth exploring and acquiring Mm -hmm. because if you don't like it, you can always sell it. Right. And some people really, some people get really caught up in having all the right numbers. And there are just so many sellers that operate off of a shoe box. Um, You know, 
But at the end of the day, sometimes that shoebox has a lot of gold in it. You just have to kind of work your way through that. So what's what's like a big piece of advice that you have for an agent that they're looking back and they're like, oh, should have, could have, would have done this. Or now that you know this, that not everything has to fit exactly. Um, what is your strategy? Well, I think the biggest thing is that get as many numbers as you can, but don't get caught so much in the numbers that you don't evaluate what the true opportunity is in terms of a good exit strategy. And what are some of the numbers that you're looking for when you're assessing those deals? Well, I mean, a lot of it's cash flow. I mean, what are the rents, you know, um, are the rents at market value or are they at below market value? What are the expenses? How is the, how is the, the um, property constructed? Um, you know, is there a lot of deferred maintenance? Um, how is it built? Uh, what's going on in that market? Is it an emerging market? Is it, um, uh, is it an appreciating market? Um, <clears throat> but <clears throat> a lot of times we get so caught up in having to have all these P&Ls and all of these, you know, income statements that just some of these people that have owned these properties for 30 years, they just don't, they didn't operate it that way. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. It's funny you say that because I, I deal a lot with investors who pick up short-term rentals. That's a pretty big thing down here in Southeast Florida. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And a lot of them ask me, hey, you know, what is the potential income for the property? And they're like, well, can you get me financials? And you're so spot on. I'm like, uh, this person has owned the property for like 10, 15 years, and they don't even know what a PL really is or how to do one. They know that they are bringing in $8,000 a month and there's literally no mortgage expense and their expense are like a thousand bucks. So they're basically net seven, right? Yeah, right. Um, and then the, the question becomes, it's like, what do we use to assess properties? And there's some great tools out there mm-hmm. um, and, and stuff like that. But what I'm finding is that a lot of those numbers are behind because of how the market has been over the last 12 to 24 months. So it's super, super tricky to assess a property, like you're saying, that doesn't have the financials, that is lagging behind and all the historical data. Um, so the best way that I find that we're doing is we're checking stuff in real time. Okay, let's jump into the neighborhood. Let's see what the daily rates are, right? Mm-hmm. And let's see what kind of amenities, finishes. Uh, how can we create an experience instead of just a stay? Because people that are looking for short-term rentals, they're looking for properties that are Instagrammable. Right. They don't give a shit if you have the biggest house the best, you know, finishes in the bathroom, if they can't take their Instagram photos, you know, check in, do something cool, maybe hang out at the pool or be super close to downtown, um, you know, and, and, and what I'm finding is the toughest or the most challenging part is staying one objective and giving our investors enough data and also showing them the true potential when there are no financials available. Right. Where, when there really is no historical data, 
Um, because then investors are go, well, how am I supposed to make a decision on this? I'm like, well, the independent analysis says that this property that we're going to acquire is going to bring you about 130 to 150 K is like the worst case scenario. We're talking about like 50% occupancy. We're talking about like slow season. So the very worst case scenario, you'll break even or make a couple hundred bucks. The best case scenario, you'll double, triple, if not quadruple your money during busy season. Mm-hmm. Um, we just acquired one a, a, a few days ago and my clients were like freaking out. They had no bookings. They had literally nothing. The calendar was empty. They're like hitting me up and saying, dude, can you list this for long-term or seasonal rent? I said, yes, I can, but trust me, be a little bit patient. You just went live like a week ago, you'll get something. A day goes by, two days go by. Can you please send me the listing agreement to, so we can put this on the MLS? I said, absolutely. But do you trust me? Yes. To give it seven days. I saw them yesterday. And you know what the conversation was? Holy shit, we're booked out for the next two months. Yeah. I'm like, dude, th- th- that's it, right? People... You also have to understand the market because people behave in different markets differently. Now, this is a seasoned investors who's who's got properties kind of all over. He's got properties in Texas and Colorado and a lot of mountainous nations. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, but my stuff is booked out six, nine, 12 months in advance. I'm like, think about the audience, right? Somebody has to plan a ski trip to Breckenridge, Colorado. Like, they're not just going to be like, oh, okay, today's Monday. All right, cool. I'll fly in on Wednesday. I'll go skiing and then I'll come back next week. Meanwhile, Florida is a big tri-state county area where it's like, oh, Thursday, mm, what are we doing this weekend? Uh, you know what? Two and a half hour flight from either New Jersey, New York, Washington, or, or Pennsylvania. Let's go down and hang out at the beach in Fort Lauderdale or Miami. You know, And it's like all of a sudden... Last night, there was nothing booked. And here you go. You have a $3,000 booking now over the next four or five days. Mm-hmm. And that is the mentality. That is the biggest difference. So I think, I think you're right on, right? The should have, could have, would have stories are some of those things where we have to hold it down for our clients. We have to educate them. We have to provide them the information, the facts, and ultimately guide them and lead them to making the right decision. Do you ever- And keep find- them calm. Yes, keep them calm. Be the therapist, right? I think that is the most challenging part because when I went through real estate school, there was nothing in there where it says, keep calm, carry on, be a therapist, and wear these 50 other hats that you had no idea were coming. Like, it doesn't teach you really much. Sorry, real estate schools, you got to do a better job. But, but Grace, ultimately what you're talking about is having emotional intelligence. Very much so. Not just real estate intelligence. Right? Correct. It's a very big part of it. It's a very high emotional intelligence level. Over the years, was there anything specific that empowered you to build more emotional intelligence other than experience? Well, I've always been on a spiritual journey my entire life. Um, so I've always worked, you know, on enhancing, you know, my inner, my inner person, um, through spirituality and doing different types of practices and meditating and just being more zenful 
uh, and being more aware of my environment around me. So it's kind of who I've been, you know, throughout my life. Um, but I'm always trying to look at other ways to enhance my inner peace, which is really what you're focusing on is how do you create inner peace that gives you that calmness that allows you to be the best you can for those you serve. Stay calm and carry on body, mind, and spirit all in yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So Grace, as we wrap up, I want to give you the floor um, and see what you have going on. How can people get in touch with you, whether it's maybe to join your team or maybe buy some real estate in your neck of the woods? Um, how, how can people reach out? Um, well, our, we have two websites. GraceFrankGroup.com is our primary website, but we do uh, ChattanoogaPropertySearch.com as a way that you can start to look at property in our market, um, analyze you know properties that you might be interested in. Um, my direct line is 423-208-3834. I'm giving you my cell. Um, my office line is 423-355-1538, grace at gracefrankgroup.com. I do work with investors all over the country. I do a lot of new development and I love marina sales and I love multifamily sales. So if you have something that you're interested in selling, give me a call. There you go. I love it. And before we wrap up, I have three rapid fire questions for you. Whatever comes first to your mind. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Either just pick one, a book, person, podcast, somebody you're learning from or YouTube channel you're tuning into. Dalai Lama. Ooh, love it. Your goal for the next 12 months. A million dollars in commission. What do you think is going to be stopping you from getting there? Myself. Oh, mic drop on that one. There you have it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Grace, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute yeah. And for everybody listening, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one -on -one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 